So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, lords and ladies. It's episode 31 of the now world-famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. And this being the 31st and final episode of the inaugural season. (laughs) And we're kind of in that little bit of a lull between Christmas and New Year's. I don't know who's lulling. Well, me, certainly. That's good. I always lull. You wrapped up the Downton Abbey today. I did. It's it's almost bittersweet to a certain extent. Been productive. Very sad. I need another show to binge. I'm sure you'll find one. Speaking of which, if you'd like to send over your Netflix recommendations, it's so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. We want to make sure we thank our listeners truly from the bottom of our hearts. This has certainly exceeded my expectations in terms of what this could be and has become especially for the first year and the fact that uh, this show was, I think, born out of uh, a pretty difficult part in our lives. It was totally unexpected in the sense that, you know, again, we were in that lull and we weren't really sure what direction to go in. We just knew that we needed to, I guess, talk about it. Yeah, make some major changes. And I think that this show has certainly brought our relationship to a different level. And again, the the support and the fact that, you know, people are reaching out to us with questions, I guess, regarding their own alcoholism or addiction. And we've had a number of amazing guests on this year who, who run their own individual organizations in and around not necessarily substance abuse or mental health, you know, any particular genre, something like that. But They're in the business of helping others. Yeah, exactly. So truly, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to the listeners. Uh, please continue in the new year to send your feedback. So I married an alcoholic at Gmail. Your continued support on the Facebook, the TikTok, the Instagram, by the way, they're all So I Married an Alcoholic. And of course, the Twitter, which is married to T-O-A-A. And as always, leave an iTunes review, and now you can leave it on Spotify. And how do they do that? So when you click onto the show and it like lists all the episodes, at the top, right under our picture, is the three dots. Click on the magical three dots, and then click five stars. I don't think it actually lets you write anything, but it does let the stars happen. Well, I guess that's a start, right? Yeah. I don't know how to see if it happened, but... I think you have to collect like a certain amount of stars first. Yeah, so they can give you, like, an average. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I do not know if you can actually write in... I don't think you can. ...the feedback quite yet. Yeah, that's what I just said. I don't don't think you can, but you can do stars. But I'm sure it's coming. We'll take stars. Yeah, we'll take all the stars. If there's five, you should leave five. If there's ten, you should leave ten. Yeah. We're alcoholics. The more, the merrier. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Since we are in that little bit of a lull, the end of season one, if you will... We decided that we would talk a little bit about Christmas, and then Megan was brainstorming last night and actually came up with a great idea, and she's like, we should do, you know, three high points, three low points throughout the year. So we will do the Christmas review. Sure. And then we will do the th- the three and three. So Merry Christmas to everyone out there who celebrates. And uh, Chris, you want to tell us a little bit about your Christmas holiday experience this year? Hmm. 
Stressful. It was stressful for me. All right, tell us why. It was self-induced stress. <laughs> because I have a penis, and I don't listen to a goddamn thing that Megan says. It's a true story. Now, the good thing is we have, you know, like 15,000 listeners that did hear me ask you to build the kitchen on not one, but two episodes. Yes, and that's not even mentioning the, the private, personal conversations that we had off mic. Yeah. There were probably a dozen or so references to said kitchen. Uh, minimally. I thought I had previously fulfilled my kitchen obligations by building you in, like an actual real kitchen this year. Mm-hmm. That However, was last year. That again, was 2020. Well, I mean, I, I did the, the thing this year. Mm-hmm. You know, that thing you like that I do. The backsplash. Yeah. Go on. So I thought my obligations had been fulfilled, and I honestly did not see that it was a big deal. Even though I had asked several times. Absolutely. So when we had talked about preparing for Christmas, we actually did a whole, like, talk on how a lot of the responsibility of Christmas falls on the female part in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all I asked Chris to do was build that kitchen, pre-built, build it in the garage in case there was a piece missing, something broken, and we needed to replace it. I've been through past Christmas Eves. Where you're putting something together and it is not a success. Different husband doesn't count. And then all of a sudden, the big gift that's supposed to happen does not appear. I mean, it still would have appeared. So in this new life I live, I just wanted that taken care of. One thing off my plate. It's all I could, you know, concentrate on. Get the kitchen done. Mm-hmm. It's one thing I don't have to worry about. One track mind. Did you get the kitchen done? Eventually, yes. When did it get done, Chris? Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful kitchen it is. So let's talk about leading up to Christmas Eve. Complete with all of its parts. The backsplash is on backwards, but that's not here nor there. It's from China. How would you know? Because <laughs> the design is facing the wall, not the actual kitchen. But I'm going to let that lie. The design is supposed to face the wall. Doubt it, bro. It's a backsplash. Whatevs. Okay. It's for a toddler. <laughs> I don't care. I'm over that. I don't, part, I don't think she's going to end up in don't. rehab because the <laughs> backsplash is on backwards. Are you shitting no, me right now? I don't actually give a shit about that. I didn't even notice it until I like pulled it out from the wall to like take the surge protector out when I was undecorating the tree. And I was like, that's interesting. There's a design on the back. And I was like, yep, yeah, nope, that's the backsplash. There's, there's a myriad of other reasons that Frankie's going to end up in rehab. The backsplash facing the wrong way is certainly not one of them. Probably the lead up to the kitchen is one of them. For sure. So anyway, um, I worked last week. What did I work? Monday, Tuesday? No, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't remember. So Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is pretty much a done day because that's our big Christmas party is on the 23rd. Yes, Megan's side of the family, Meg's parents do, I guess, their big Christmas thing because everybody's typically busy. You know, Christmas Eve with uh, the in-laws or their own family, their own kids, whatever. So actually, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's been going on for like two decades. And it's awesome. With the exception of, unfortunately, last year. Yeah, when the 23rd was canceled, just like everything else. But anyway, so we were really looking forward to it this year. So I get home from work on the 22nd, and Chris is running out the door. He has errands to run. 
Correct. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. You know, do your thing. So I'm doing stuff with the kids or whatever. I don't, I don't even remember. It was, you know, like not important. I was playing with Frankie and wrapping some more gifts, things of that nature. And Chris gets home and he's like, come here, come here. I want to show you something. Yeah. And he starts giving me a tour of all the gifts he bought himself. That's right. He bought himself four pairs of boat shoes. And we don't even have a goddamn boat. A sweater to go with the jacket that he bought specifically for Christmas. It actually matched perfectly. And two hats to go with it. It's cold. Like winter hats. Exactly. So he's telling me, now what do you think about these shoes with the pants and this sweater with it? And he is completely self-absorbed, obsessed with the outfit he is going to wear on the 23rd. That's right. So again, big Christmas party, huge family event, no kitchen is built, and Chris is shopping for himself three days before Christmas. That's right. So then I'm like, oh, looks great. You know, this, oh, I think these would go with it. Oh, I like those, but not with the pants, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm sitting on the couch a couple minutes later, and he comes over, and he throws at me. Literally. A little, I don't know, pouch. Mm-hmm. So I op- he says, Merry Christmas. I open the pouch, and it is a gift card. Absolutely is. And I was not pleased. I mean, not only was it a gift card, it was a gift card to your favorite, well, maybe your second favorite retailer. So I figured I had done such a great service. Which is bullshit. Well, it's not for you to say. So we started out this Christmas season saying, let's not spend a lot of money. Let's just do something meaningful. It's about the kids. That's where all the money should go. Blah, 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 blah. Which was a complete setup. Megan was like, let's do a sentimental gift and we're going to limit it to $100. Yes, I thought that was nice. And I was like, that's perfect. So like I'm struggling. I asked your mother, like if you had lost, you know, a favorite doll or memento or something like that when you were a child that you had grown up with. And she was like, yeah, no. Which is shocking because I lose everything. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) So Megan had a pair of cufflinks that my grandmother had given to me, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago by now. And they were my grandfather's. And of course, I mean, I don't, I think I genuinely lost one. I don't necessarily think I pawned it. Yeah. Although, you know. Anything's possible. Memory's a little hazy from back in those days. So either way, I only had one. So Megan had them recreated. Yes, one. So I had the the matching pair. So the one is the original and the other one was me. And I put a lot of effort into it because, because of everything that's going on with shipping and it being the holidays, I was so worried that it would get lost in shipping. I didn't want to just send it somewhere. So I did, a, I researched, I called all these places and I finally found a little jewelry store not far from here in Perky Omenville, maybe 25 minutes away, hmm. that the woman did all the work by hand on site. Nice. So, and she does all vintage pieces, restoring vintage stuff. It was actually a really cool shop. I was super happy to support a small business, mm-hmm. but I knew the cufflink was going to stay in its place. In house, if you so will. So I wouldn't lose the original also. Local. 
Yeah. So I had dropped it off to her, I guess, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. And she assured me it would be done before Christmas Eve. So funny enough, that day she had sent me the picture of the finished product. And it came out perfect, like beyond what I could have even imagined. Mm. And I was so excited about it. I like sent a picture to his mom, to his stepmom, to his best friend. Like I really was like so proud of this gift. Like how like much this will mean to him. Mm-hmm. So when Chris got home and gave me the gift card, mm-hmm. I was pissed. That's right. Because all I wanted was for him to build a kitchen. And a Peloton. And that didn't happen. And something meaningful. And I think what got me was the fact that he spent more time caring about what sweater and shoes matched his plaid jacket, more time and effort on that, than he did thinking about me, thinking about anyone else in the family for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, he gave me a $300 gift card. So he thought blowing the limit with a non-considerate gift would make up for it. I mean, again, I, I know there's a lot of women out there who would kill for a $300 Tory Burch gift card. Yeah. So I agree with that. And there's a part of me that still today feels like a complete asshole for being so upset about it. But you get a $2,000 Peloton instead. Which isn't what I wanted. How shameful. No. So then it escalates. As everything else in this relationship <laughs> does. So I'm like heard about it, but I'm like, should I not be heard about it? I don't know. So again, in the progress that I've tried to make, before I react, let's think about it. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go up to bed. And I go up to bed quietly. So now Megan goes into silent mode. We have totally reversed roles. Yeah. The thing about my silent mode is, though, like I, I legitimately still on a daily basis have to ask myself, am I reading this situation right? Or is my thinking still super fucked up? Not a little bit of both. I was just going to say it's probably somewhere in the middle. Sure. So I go upstairs to kind of think it over. And he does come up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him why I was upset, which I do think you understood. Oh, absolutely. I was fully aware that I had fucked up. And again, also, although at this time I don't think I was saying it out loud yet, I'm really so pissed off about the kitchen. I can't even stand it. Like I was getting home from work every day and looking in the garage. Still no kitchen. Climb the stairs. Try not to kill him. There's still no kitchen. It's the only thing you asked for. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, we kind of make peace with it. We go to bed. I get up early in the morning, and I'm all in my head about it. Mm. And so he comes down, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I'm still upset. I, I don't know why, but I just can't get there. It really bothers me that you spent more time on yourself, more thought on yourself than you did to any, for anyone else this holiday season. And it's not about a gift. And he's like, well, I didn't know what to get you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there was plenty of things you could have got me. I would have been happy if you made an ornament with the kid's handprints. Like, that's where I'm at. And leading up to this, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but there's been a card scandal in our recent past. A card scandal? Yes. There was no anniversary card, and I was pissed off about it. Because the year prior, there was no anniversary card. I got pissed off about it told you about it you said it'll never happen again this year anniversary happened 
no card. I am the cockmaster. There will never be a card. <laughs> so anyway, I am a sentimental person. For me, gifts aren't about money. They're about the thought that someone put into it. I'm not actually a big gift receiver. I prefer giving gifts than getting them. But I do feel like I worked really hard this holiday season. And Chris is not excellent at showing his appreciation outwardly on a daily basis. I, I would say appropriately. Appropriately, yes. So this is on me because then I set this, you know, let's just do something for $100 sentimental thinking like this will be it. This will show me that he loves me. This will show me that he appreciates everything I've done. So, again, that's expectations that I set. He didn't meet. And so I got upset. So that's on me. Mm. But I really just couldn't round back from it. And then Chris, when he does upset me, he tends to, especially, it's almost worse if you know you're wrong. I don't disagree. You had fuel to the fire. I certainly do. Although when I was in my full out spiral, this was actually the best that you've ever responded. So in in my defense, a hundred percent, I was I was with Bird Dog. Okay. We were on the trail of the elusive pheasant, and I had no time for your bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I knew in the back of my mind that it was easier to just quickly walk you off the ledge then get into a pissing match with you. Plus, uh-huh. it's really hard to shoot a moving target when your wife is incessantly texting you. <laughs> Growth. I guess. It's, it doesn't matter, like, the method. All that matters is, you know, the finish line. It's not really, though. Remember, it's the motives. I think that was the whole conversation. Like your sentimental gift. So my big take home that I kept trying to drive home to him was I want you to try to understand where I'm coming from he's like well I didn't have any ideas blah blah and I was like there was actually some softballs out there that you could have done that would have been sentimental and he's like like what so one of the things that I have been talking about for months now is getting myself a Peloton now I will never justify spending that type of money on myself but I will obsess over it even though I should do it. I do deserve to do it. I won't do it because I obsess over it. Chris says, I thought about getting you a Peloton, but then I think they're stupid, so I didn't do it. Actually, I, I do think they're That's stupid. That's actually what your exact words were. The The good Lord has created this spinning orb in the atmosphere or space or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's called the great outdoors. You want exercise? Get your ass out there and walk. It's fucking winter. Wear a coat. You have many. Borrow one of mine. <laughs> you have many. I also have many. So I was like, no way. It's literally $2,000 for an exercise bike, which is my bad because I have on numerous occasions dropped thousands of dollars on whatever the fuck it is that suits my fancy. Exactly. So again, and I, so I said that as an example And the reason it wouldn't have been the price tag that made it sentimental, it would have been the fact that he knew it was something I wanted and I would never do for myself. Mm -hmm. So then he hyper-focused on that. He's like, well, that's it. I'll go get you a Peloton. I was like, no, you're missing the point. I don't want a Peloton. It's too late for the Peloton. I want you to 
tr- understand what I'm telling you, why I'm upset. No, it's about a Peloton. You didn't get a Peloton. That's why you're upset. No, no, that's not why I'm upset at all. Again, I would have been happy with handprint Christmas ornaments. You could have spent 30 seconds Googling sentimental gifts for your wife. The Google machine would have given you numerous options. That's so generic and thoughtless. That's even more thoughtless than the Tory Burch gift card. Nothing's more thoughtless than the gift card. I don't know. I do. I'm still not listening. Exactly. So anyway, this goes on and on and on. Now he's adding the fuel to the fire and all he's talking about is the Peloton. Well, I'll get you a Peloton then. Like, I'll get a fucking you're army of Pelotons. You're so upset. You don't want a Peloton. And I'm like, I don't want a Peloton. You're not listening. So what's the resolution? I grudge fucked you with a Peloton. Yeah, so now the Peloton's coming January 4th. <laughs> and the, you know what the really shitty thing is? It's like, I wasn't even nice about it. No. I was like, fuck you, your Peloton will be here January 4th. And I'm like, I don't want a Peloton. Did you understand what, I'm, what my point is and what I'm trying to say to you? Yeah, you want a Peloton. So I'm not actually sure. There was some growth during that and some, I, I don't know. Do you still, are you still at a point where you are listening to what I'm saying and understanding? Yeah, you wanted a Peloton. No, I never wanted a Peloton. I wanted you to think about others. And then I made you a lovely handmade gift card that was very sentimental. And beautiful. And I loved that. And I thought very deeply about the words that I chose. And it was beautiful. And I also drew a Peloton on the front of it. Because he can't just do something (laughs) Because I was still in (laughs) fuck you mode. (laughs) So anyway, we did rally. So Megan got 20, well, $600, because I also bought her a stupid hat from Peloton. Because you know me. I went well, to, I'm here. I'll just take all of it. I went to the Peloton store Christmas Eve expecting like they would just throw a bike in my car. They did not. It's not how it works. Because <laughs> that's the best part. He keeps saying, it's not Christmas. You ruin everything. Like all of a sudden he had a Peloton in his back pocket. It's, it's true. And, and the faithful listeners will tell you that I, at least for the week leading up to Christmas, said that I am a Christmas Eve kind of guy. Yeah. And I went out on Christmas Eve and I delivered. And it may not have been in the manner in which you liked, but I delivered. You actually didn't deliver anything, though. That's the point. It wasn't about a Peloton. You're still That's the beauty of it is I just have to swipe, 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 and somebody else delivers it. (laughs) So anyway, my job here is done. (laughs) But I'm not sure the point was made. And then I'm even thinking, I was like, no, I'm calling to cancel that. He's missing the point, blah, blah, blah. But I really do want a Peloton. So, I mean, maybe I'll make the point after January 4th when it gets delivered. Mm. (laughs) It's funny how that works. So thank you for my Peloton. Fuck you. I prefer you have learned a lesson. You know what? You're absolutely welcome. Honestly, it was truly my pleasure. I had an incredible year in real estate sales, and I I actually was, like, really excited about the whole Peloton thing. I think my mistake was being like, oh, fuck you, you're not getting one, it's $2,000. I mean, Megan spends, like, $2,000 a quarter on my health insurance, so I think it's the least that I could do. Well, you know what's funny about it? So, again, I- Actually, nothing. If you've listened to any of these previous 30 episodes, there's actually nothing funny about it. <laughs> so, I, uh... The Peloton, I wasn't expecting, nor would I have necessarily wanted because of the price tag that came with it. But when I said that, 
And he said, I actually thought about getting you a Peloton because he brought it up first. I actually thought about getting you a Peloton because I know you really want one and you wouldn't spend that kind of money on yourself. But I think they're stupid. So I didn't. And then I got real pissed off. And inevitably it would have turned into like, oh, you don't like me. You don't like how I look. If I just come up with the Peloton idea on my own. That would have turned into something entirely different as well. I mean, I've literally been talking about buying one for six months, so I don't know if you really came up with it on your own. Ah, I'm really not that original. Yeah, so anyway, Chris bought me a Spite Peloton, and he drew me a beautiful card with, with a lovely message. A Peloton on it. And next year, the card would be plenty. I feel passionately about cards. They're important to me. I, which is, like, stupid, but whatever. See, again... You may find it stupid. When you love someone, you do things to make them happy. I do, Megan. I come home every night. And we've talked about that. Why is that not enough? It's not. Well, maybe you need to lower your expectations. <laughs> I lower them on a daily basis. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Speaking of lowering expectations, let's do three and three. Do you want to talk about our kids' Christmas real quick? They had a lovely Christmas. Yeah, it's, that's because they're kids, and that's what parents do for kids. I don't know. I, th I think this year was really magical for them. Mac doesn't believe, and Frankie doesn't get it yet, so I kind of thought, like, oh, it'll be lackluster. But Frankie was so enthralled by her toys, and Mac got like useful things and was super grateful and that just made me really proud of him he was he was actually a great sport if you will about the whole thing yeah he really was and it was it was amazing to watch frankie because again like we had frankie obviously for last christmas you know i'm, I'm not going to say that i saw a huge difference between last year and this year but she was definitely more into it more uh, attuned to what was going on around her like she was excited and smiling and happy and frankie's super dramatic positive and negative so like you can hand her you know the inside of a paper towel roll and she goes "Ooh, wow like everything has this like dramatic reaction which is adorable mm -hmm. so it was awesome that christmas ended up being Fantastic. And we got to be with family again. We did. Absolutely. We especially go to our parties. And it just was really awesome. I was going to say, especially after the past you know, 18, 20 months, however long it's been. You know, it was it was truly special to hang out with your family. Yeah. So Chris and I, as a unfortunately, none of mine are, you know, local. Yeah, but we're going up there to see them soon. But and Alice has 15 dogs, so she couldn't come down. It's rough to travel with all the dogs. Yeah. Um, so Chris and I Christmased as a couple poorly, but as a family well. Would you say that's true? I would say, I mean, to a certain extent, I Christmased just fine. Like, if you wanted to sit in your own shit on Jesus' special day, like, that's <laughs> on you. I didn't. I kept trying to move on from it, but you just couldn't, like... I Downton Abbeyed, you know, drank excessive amounts of caffeine. I destroyed th at least 30% of my lung capacity remaining. <laughs> Um, you know, I did just fine. Good. I'm happy for you. Well, I'm glad you had a Merry Christmas. I bird-dogged. I know. And you got one gift card, one sentimental card, and one stationary bike. I came out on top. And fancy shoes. And he keeps just smashing the bike in my face again. Fuel on the fire. Fuel on the fire. Mm-hmm. Okay.
All right, why don't we talk about the highs of this year? Would you like to start with the highs or the lows? I normally pick lows, but we can start with highs because that was kind of low, that story. I mean, it was depressing. I know. Maybe we should go highs. All right, go ahead. Want to go one for one? Sure. All right. All right. My number one high, I don't, these aren't in any particular order, but my number one high of this year was Frankie's first birthday. Damn. And it was Frankie's first birthday for many reasons. Uh, Chris's dad and stepmom came up. Mm hmm. Um, I love throwing a birthday party. I make the signs, I make all the desserts, I made all the food, and it was really a beautiful party. Mm hmm. And it was so joyful because it was in May. It was mostly outdoors. And it was really the first time we had seen our family, like extended family, in over a year. Yes, because we do, again, a, a really good job at, you know, at least doing dinner with your parents or your side of the family every couple of weeks or something like that. But we hadn't seen your cousins, aunts, uncles, Anything like that since probably March 11th or whatever day the world closed. Yeah. Because we do normally see them, right? Like we do normally have some, you know, there's 30 grandkids and 12 great grandkids. So there's normally someone's birthday party every month or someone's wedding, someone's baby shower. There's always an event. Mm -hmm. So we do get to see them almost monthly. And it, we had gone. 14 months with really not seeing anyone yeah. or seeing them in small groups, but everyone gathered and it was joyful. People were so happy to be there. I mean, it was a first birthday party. It wasn't like it was, you know, some gala or a massive blowout, but it was just the atmosphere that day was just pure joy. And so that was definitely one of my highlights. I was going to say Frankie's birthday, but I feel like you kind of stole that thunder from me. Sorry. Shockingly. That was a good one. Um, it's okay to have some of the same. I guess you should have wrote it down with alternates. No, I, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's not how I feel about things. I'm not a planner like that. I know. My ahead. life is, you know, not scripted. <laughs> Mine's not either. I just, I don't know. I wanted to remember. Go ahead. It was her first birthday. You should have remembered without I writing it did. down. I I like did a whole little year in review in my head today. So did I. All right. So give me one off your list. I recently acquired some land in Scotland. <laughs> so I now am officially his lordship or Lord Chris Pilati. Is that really one of your highlights of 2021? You're goddamn right. I don't blame you. That's a highlight of a lifetime. Well, again, I was going to say Frankie's birthday, but like you kind of stole that. So I might as well just throw in uh, I'm fucking royalty. So his lordship has officially become his lordship. All right. So is that your number one? Again, you don't listen to me. So Frankie's birthday. Uh-huh. And I guess that would be my alternate. Okay, perfect. All yes. right. Number two for me. And don't worry, I didn't steal this one from you because you weren't even involved. Thank God. So this will be easy. So there was a week this summer that we had Mac and I was working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So during the summer, Mac's off and I'm off more. But it just happened that they needed me at work four days that week on a week I had him, which is normally something I try to avoid. Um, so I was feeling super, super guilty about it, blah, blah, blah. My parents took him to the shore for the week with them and actually put him in surf class. He had an amazing time. I then left work Thursday night and drove to the shore myself because I had to pick him up, bring him home on Friday, 
to um, get him back to his dad's. So I just worked, you know, a long four days. I drive down to the shore. I'm so tired. I don't even really want to drive down. Like, can he just, like, teleport himself back? Can I send an Uber to the shore and bring him home for me? Like, I'm exhausted. Maybe you could have drove your Peloton. But I get down there. You know, it's an easy night or whatever. We go to bed early. And the next day, my dad's like, I've been sitting on the beach every morning watching him. So just me and my dad take two beach chairs. And my cousin was there for a little bit, too. And we sit out on the beach and watch Mac in surf class. Now, the beach early in the morning is completely deserted, like a couple walkers and stuff like that. But it's super peaceful. And then there's like 30 kids doing surf class. And Mac was standing up on the board, riding the waves in, having an absolute blast. Like he was so happy. And I got to sit there and spend that time with my dad. And it was just complete and utter peace on the beach that morning. And all the stress that I had had from that week, all the guilt that I had had from that week, you know, mostly self-imposed, the exhaustion I felt kind of just melted away. It was okay. I worked. He was happy. He had a great week. I got to enjoy watching him with my dad. And then Mac and I got to drive back home together. I think we stopped for lunch on the way home. And we, you know, got that two and a half hour ride, just the two of us to kind of sit and have like a lot of good conversations. That's awesome. So I know that one's like kind of, that's a, a random Friday morning, but that was one of my highlights of 2021. Yeah, it, it, I'm not here to judge yeah. your highlights. I mean, I am judging the fact that that was extremely long. I'm sorry. Like brevity is going to be your keyword in 2022. Okay. Another one of my great highlights for 2022 I guess it's twofold, or they kind of fit, I guess, into each other. This year definitely embraced my fatherhood. I am a full-time sort of stay-at-home dad. Although, you know, we probably spend a little bit too much time at Cabela's, but that's neither here nor there. And I also hit my goals in terms of I doubled my business. And I brought Frankie for better or worse, and most of the time it was worse, everywhere with me all of my settlements all of my listing appointments all of my closings everything um and we actually you know we had a good time like we rocked it this year you did you both did that's how i roll and that's quite a bonding experience yeah absolutely and i'm never going to get this time back ever no, it's really awesome. So while, you know, it was very stressful, typically on a day-to-day basis, um, I had to continue to remind myself that this will not last. And also at the same time, like, I'm, I'm never going to be able to repeat this experience ever again. And I also think most people can't say they did that. No, because most people are pussies. <laughs> I don't know. What an amazing gift you've given her, though, this year. And also, there's only a limited number of us lords left in the world, so. It's very true. I mean, I'm just saying. All right, what's next? Number three is the podcast, obviously. Absolutely. It is far exceeded our expectations as far as the popularity, the follows, the listens, the comments. It has far, far, far exceeded my expectations. I'll speak for only myself on what it was able to do for our relationship. I agree. And so that is probably the number one highlight. Interesting. Yeah. 
So I'm going to cheat a little bit here. That's okay. And I'm going to give you my first low light. Ooh, okay. As well as my final highlight. Deal. So the low light is obviously, and again, for brevity's sake, we're not going to get into what led us to doing this podcast. But needless to say, Megan and I were definitely in a rut earlier this spring. And out of that rut was obviously born this podcast. So the, the low light, if you will, was the rut. The highlight was this podcast. But also, I, I don't I don't know if you ever caught this or if I had ever mentioned this to you, but when Jim and Velia were sitting in the living room and passively packing your shit to bring you back to their house, uh, I think your mother was quite upset in terms that, you know, we were having the particular conversation that we had. And she had said that, you know, she's like, hey, Chris, like we took you into this family like we made you one of our own kids. And that was, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate in terms of, I think we'd been together at that point for maybe three years. And that was sort of the first time that it ever had occurred to me that they had truly taken me in as one of their own. Now, had I had had my way, I still would have kicked you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Uh, said proprietor of the bed and breakfast was absolutely right. So I really appreciated that. Um. So my first low point, I'll piggyback on you is obviously the breaking point what got us there the rut we were in the decisions that led up to it is all a low point I think though going through those couple weeks when I didn't know what was going to happen and I really did think you were going to leave the lowest oh no 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 I wasn't going anywhere honey (laughs) there's a shit ton of equity in this house you were going somewhere (laughs) the low point of that um, was the fact that I realized how in love I was with Chris, how much I loved him, how much he had changed my life, and then I had managed to blow it. And the thought that I would never have this amazing person in my life anymore was probably the lowest I've ever been. That's unfortunate. I know. Were you looking for a different response from me? Like, oh, honey, those are such kind words. No. Well, you fucked it up. You deal with the consequences. <laughs> I have no time for your bullshit. You were terrible at dealing with it. You've been divorced once. What's another one? You were horrendous. I'm just saying. Yep. My second low point, I don't know, it's kind of a cumulative effect. And again, we have talked about this previously. Like, I, I really want to spend more time with my family, my extended family, like my Massachusetts family, you know, prick and rude that lived down in North Carolina. And it's not to say that they were like COVID freaked out. Like I'm pretty sure, you know, if we called them and we were like, hey, we're coming up this weekend, they'd be like, hey, no problem. Mm -hmm. You, You do your thing. I feel like that I certainly didn't put in, I think the effort that I normally would. And again, it's like, I would never get that time back, you know? Yeah. So it's funny. That's been a reoccurring theme for you. And I actually think that we kind of, you know, work with what we got and 
try to do a good job at seeing your family, but we can always do more. I certainly don't want people to get the wrong impression in terms of like Megan's cock blocking me from seeing my family or something like that. No, that's not the case. Because I actually think sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you need me to push you like or I guess just plan it so that it happens a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, because again, I don't plan anything. Yeah. So like when we go down to North Carolina, I'm like, hey, here's the dates we're coming. I made it happen. I told them we were coming. I invited ourselves. Uh, here we go. No, I'm just saying. I think that's I think that's true. You know, I'll, I'll put your fucking trophy on the Peloton when it um, comes January <laughs> 4th. You. I'm just saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's what you need. You know, sometimes it's just hard because life gets in the way. And I do not work a nine to five. Uh, in fact, a lot of my you know regular working activities take place, unfortunately, on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, things like that. You know, two kids, sports, blah, 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 blah. Uh, really, they're all just excuses. I just need to, you know, make the time, take the initiative. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's number two for me. So I would say number two for me was COVID in general. And I'm not going to do a political thing. I'm not going to give you my opinions. I'm going to say when COVID first started, as awful as it was, I was almost inspired. And I know that sounds sick, but I'm in medicine and I couldn't wait to help play my part. Mm. Then I realized healthcare workers really, you know, we were healthcare heroes for about the first three weeks and then just kind of shit on. <laughs> then you were lepers. And then the down, the most low part of that is when I got COVID. And it's not because I was sick. I am very lucky that I had it very mildly. No one else in this house got sick. Mm -hmm. But the effects it had on Mac, the fact that he had to miss school for 24 days, how he fell behind, how we couldn't see friends and family for that whole time. And... um. The guilt, the worry that came with it. I had just seen my brother's baby that came home from the NICU the day before. Right. You know, I was sleeping next to Chris, who was a smoker and, you know, 40. Like, I was I going to kill him? Like, Why, why don't you just throw the hairline in there as well? No, I'm just saying I'm not judging you for it. It's just facts. Okay. It makes you a high-risk individual. Whatever. So, anyway, I think that was a, that was a low point for me COVID was a low point for everyone I think we can all admit that um but getting COVID the way it affected my family how I had to work during COVID as far as long hours and crazy stuff like this and the impact it had on my family is definitely a low of 2021 for me and I don't really have much hopes for the beginning of 2022 so maybe we'll change in the spring you gotta take a page out of my book shoot low <laughs> aim low shoot low I know. I'm just saying. What are you going to do? I'm just saying. At this point, it's just like, ah, just add another pile of shit to it. Yeah. Keep on going. Might as well. All right, you're number three. So number three kind of goes in line with that, but is kind of also, I feel like a, a recurring theme, if I may speak for society on a whole. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a dangerous statement. I'm concerned. Be careful. Mm, boy. So we found out, I don't know, maybe halfway through the summer. I don't remember exactly when the numbers were released, but, you know, 100,000 people died due to 
drug overdoses and that's just a blanket drug overdose it's not one it's not a opiate or cocaine or anything like that just a hundred thousand people died in 2020 as a result of overdose and so my thing is and again selfish and self-centered so i'm gonna make it about me like what more could i have done and i'm not saying by any means that i could have saved you know 500, 1,000, whatever. But I think that, you know, and this goes along, and this is my point about society, like we are all born with that gift to change the world, albeit super insignificant or vastly significant, but I feel like there's so much more that we could be doing and we're not. So it's almost like a missed opportunity, so to speak. And again, I'm not sure what the answer is, it's just something that I've been thinking about more and more recently. Like, what can I do? You know, change the the course of, I guess, addiction treatment or, mm-hmm. you know, the whole stigma issue. You know, again, I, I'm not really sure, but it's been something that's been weighing heavily on me recently. That sounds like a good goal for 2022. I know. That's why I said it. You may want to make notes on this one. Well, it's it's going to be in podcast land. <laughs> I'll just cue it up. I know. I'm just saying, jot down your ideas as they come to you. When I'm feeling lonely and knuckles deep on the couch. <laughs> Ew. I, I don't even know what that means, but I know it's like dirty and inappropriate. That means I got my hands on my balls. <laughs> Excuse me. His lordship has his hands on his lordship's balls. <laughs> his royal jewels. All right. My number three, the lack of in-person meetings. Oh. And I feel like that's been lost. It has. There's so many ones that I used to go to. I tried driving to one and I got there and it was doors locked. Yeah. Never came back. There's so many that didn't come back. And I think of people newly trying to get sober that like never knew what that was. And what if the pandemic changes that forever? I mean, we talk about how some workplaces are never going to go back how people have learned to operate differently it's more efficient to do zoom do we lose that part of our program does that fellowship go away or decline in some way because that's such a huge part of our recovery and how others recover and how we help others recover yeah so the loss of the in-person meeting this year and there are some but few and far between i was looking for one actually on the morning of the 23rd and in the time that i had there was none like there was none that i could get to and back by the time i had to take back to the doctor which is crazy because philly is rather unique in terms of its pro recovery atmosphere again pre-pandemic there was something like over three thousand meetings in the greater philadelphia area yeah and here it was i couldn't find any meetings in person in like a three-hour span within 40 minutes of our house and two years ago there would have been four that i would have had to choose from yeah and drive 10 minutes exactly yeah and so i think that's that's my number three i like it yeah all right baby girl anything else any parting words of wisdom i don't think so merry christmas happy new year we will be joining you next in the new year maybe we'll even do a show on meg's peloton i don't run him over with it first (laughs) i actually have a a whole series of tiktoks that i've lined up in my mind 
while you're like super serious in your Peloton mode, and I'm going to fucking ruin it because <laughs> that's what I do. Fuel to the fire. That's right. Fuel to the fi- like I've said, if Chris actually knows he's done something wrong, it's so much worse. He actually like throws stuffed animals, puts his finger in my ear, does anything possible to annoy the shit out of me. Like it'll make it better because he wants to make it better. He just doesn't know how. Makes it better for me. (laughs) So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year's. Please be safe. Again, New Year's is one of those super dangerous days, not because people are out drinking, but because every rookie in the world who doesn't drink on a normal basis is out there drinking, acting a fool, and being stupid. So, be responsible. Call a friend. Do the right thing. Our first show coming to you in the new year is going to be with your favorite gay aunt. You should probably order your t-shirts in time to listen to it. That's right. Don't forget your Lux Cotton Blend I Love Auntie Gade P t-shirts are still available on SoIMarriedAnAlcoholic.com. That being said, we wish you a very safe and happy new year. Again, we want to make sure that we thank you truly from the bottom of our hearts. Your support has been, I mean, it truly means the world to us. It really does. It really does. Thank you for a wonderful 2021, and we can't wait to speak to you all again in 2022. It was very eloquent, darling. I couldn't figure out how to say it. I was like, see you? Preach to you? I don't know. I don't know what it is. No, I talk. You preach. Say goodnight. Goodnight. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Cut off your pet's privates, and please, if you are struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.